The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. In this episode, we speak with Tom McFadden of Science with Tom about using hip hop as a way to teach science. We also discuss how COVID-19 and social distancing may hinder teacher creativity in the classroom and strategize on how to get that excitement back into teaching. My main man, Tom, teaches eighth graders biology at the Nueva School in Southern California. He also teaches the world science with his YouTube channel, Science Rap Academy. Tom's videos are engaging to say the least, and he encourages his students to create amazing videos and science content as well. Tom has been a guest on various morning talk shows, done duets with Little John, and had Bill Nye the Science Guy in one of his rap videos, Everybody Has Questions. He is also building one of the most creative apps I've ever seen to enhance science instruction using hip hop. So like we always do at this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I'm here with an amazing guest, my homeboy, Mr. Tom McFadden. What's up, Tom? What's going on, man? I am so excited to be live from California. Live from Cali. Hey, man, let, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I'm uh, entering my eighth year as a eighth grade science teacher, which is a wild time to be uh, teaching right now. I am originally from Sacramento, California, and when I went to uh, I went to Stanford for undergrad, and when I was there. I started kind of mixing my different passions for science, for education, for hip hop, and for music videos. So I was TAing some classes and I started putting all those things together and basically just making really nerdy music videos about biology. And that was kind of the beginning of, of a 10-year snowballing of just experimenting. And, and it kind of got me on this path that I'm on now, which is uh, allowing me to talk to people such as yourself. Hey, man. So you remember when I started stalking you? I might as well tell everybody uh, <laughs> when we met. <laughs> In a good way, though. It's a good way. It's a good stalk. Do you remember when we first met? Did we meet at South by ADU? Where did we meet? Yes, sir. We met at South by. And let me tell my part of the story. And then I, that'll set you up a little bit better. So I, I came to a hip-hop session in science. And I was like, okay, well, let me see what this about. Then I'm not even going to lie. I saw you walk in and my prejudice immediately <laughs> took off. Now, how's this little nerdy dude going to do hip hop and science some justice? So I'm sitting there and, and this girl that was sitting right next to me, she was like, oh yeah, I know him. He's cold. And I was like, I ain't never heard of him before. Let's see. And man, you blew my mind, man. You That was one of the best professional developments I have ever been in. And I should know not to judge a book by its cover. Of course, 
Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm a. I'm pretty used to it by now, being like a gangly white guy walking into a room and then be like, yo, you guys want to talk about rap? You want to talk about hip hop? And people being like, what? What? But, uh, but it doesn't take me long to just be a, my ridiculous self and somehow win them over. Yeah, that's so, so true. I want to first talk about your love for hip hop and education. I witnessed it firsthand, your hip hop. And before we'll, we'll also share with that next level. So how, what made you start incorporating that into your teaching style? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors from my, my childhood kind of come into play there where like, you know, I loved, I loved nerdy weird owl type of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. I love Bill Nye, the science guy. We grew up on that, but then, you know, starting in middle school and through high school, hip hop was kind of everywhere in Sacramento and the public schools that I was at. There'd be freestyle battles in the quad. People had their, you know, pen beats on the lockers, making like uh, doing grinding by clips and whatever. So it was just, it was just part of like what I was surrounded by. And when I got to college, I'm pretty sure they put me and all my, my roommates together based on our mutual love of like Talib Kweli, some like conscious hip hop stuff. Yeah. And that was kind of a cool mutual exchange there that really allowed me to go a lot deeper into into the music and the history and the culture. And and then, so yeah, so then I started combining my passions and that's, that's been a big theme for me. It's like, okay, what happens when you take all those things together? But the truth is I wrote my first science rap when I was like in third grade. Wow. <laughs> like I've, I've been making these these types of songs for a long time and so the, the question for me became like how do you how do you take that energy and, and harness it to get kids more excited about learning there's another thing that i learned from you and your south by southwest presentation that was like maybe four years ago yeah, five, five years ago, the way you were engaging students and, and, and it wasn't just you see, I'm, I'm very persnickety and that's my big SAT word. Okay. I only know two of them. All right. And persnickety is one. Uh, you, you might be great, but what are you doing to lead kids? And your students produce these amazing videos. Now, how did you get them to do that about science? Yeah, I mean, I learned pretty quickly. And I think it might be a, a mistake that a lot of teachers make is thinking that they're the star of the show. And I realized, like, the thing in education that matters is, like, I got to get out of the way and let these students be the stars. I started working with a bunch of different schools and, and teachers who were kind of willing to experiment. And I, I pitched them and I said, hey, let me come do like a after school thing where uh, I'll, I'll provide all of the music video resources and coaching and, and structure. And your kids can make full blown professional music video. And so I did some Kickstarters, got some grants to make that work. And it's like, it's just, it's amazing, man. Like, like the creative energy that kids possess that often does not have an outlet in their traditional school system is amazing. And so being able to take these kids from like in Oakland at, at a charter school that was like pretty by the book, right? Pretty rigid. There was room for creativity. There's room for art, but not to this degree. And then kind of putting them in the right direction and unleashing that creativity was such a powerful experience. And so basically from that moment, but at that moment, I was still coaching them a ton. I, I was bringing in professional videographers. I was in all this stuff. And from that moment on, I've been trying to figure out how do I strip as much of that away? So it's all coming from the kids. So now when I, you know, I teach a class called the Science Rap Academy, they're doing everything. They're researching the science, they're recording the vocals, they're shooting the video, they're editing the video. Those are the types of kind of skills. It's much bigger than just the music. It's the creative endeavor on the whole. Is that a class at your school or are you 
full-time teach science and then have a club called the Science Rap Academy? Yeah. So this is, this is one of the definite things I've learned is that the creativity and the multiple skill sets that go into making a music video, it takes so much time that you really can't pull this off in the science classroom. I'm, I'm a science teacher, right? I teach eighth grade science, but I teach a couple electives. And so I offer the science rap music video class as an elective. And so kids will take whatever they're learning elsewhere in their science class, and then they'll use that. And it'll take us three months to make a music video. And so it's really just thanks to the my school being so flexible. I teach at like a, a pretty fancy private school. And so they're able to do stuff like that. But I've been able to work with public schools on similar projects, and they, they structure as a a lunchtime club or an after school thing. And there's, there's a lot of different ways to make it work. You know, I'm a fan of your, of the after school program because I think what I really would like to see is almost like a spelling bee, but a rap competition across yes. the nation. And we've talked about that several times. We're going to make this happen someday, man. Just flip grid, rap battles, coast to coast. That would be real nice. And man, looking at your students' videos, they look very professional. Actually, teach them, or do you have? professionals come in and volunteer time? Man, that's another thing that I've learned over these years is, is utilizing the resources in your community, right? So like if, if there are people who, who know how to make videos and who have experience making videos in the community, whether that's at the local community college or somebody you know socially or whatever, that's how I've made it work. So I, I will have my friend Elliot, who I've made tons of videos with, he'll come in and he'll give them a bunch of tips on photography, on lighting, on, on all sorts to different elements that that goes a long way but at the end of the day a lot of them are making their first videos ever and so they're they're learning right they're they're experimenting and um and yeah but i just can't emphasize how how powerful it is for students when they see people from their community who have skill set coming in and sharing that knowledge with them You've done a, a lot of videos, speaking of with your friend Elliot, and talk about some of the greater places that you perform your science rap. You were, <laughs> you were on Ellen DeGeneres, correct? Ah, it was close. It was close. It wasn't Ellen. It was um, it was the Meredith Vieira show who was gunning for that Ellen slot. She had like a show, I forget what what network, for a couple of years. It was this surreal experience, man. They they. It was like a month before school started and they were started, they were launching this new show, the Meredith Vieira show. And she, and the producer was like, Hey, like we need you to come out to, to 30 rock in New York and be on the show. And I was like, yo, I'm planning for school. Like I, I sound fun, but like I really can't make it work. And she was basically like, no, you really, really have to. She like, wouldn't take no for an answer. I'm like, honestly, like I'm tight, but I'm not that tight. Like I don't get why, why you're giving me the hard sell right now. And then I, whatever I go, it's fun sitting in the, the the green room, which is really a closet because the real green room is being used by like Megan Fox and a bunch of other like real celebrities. So I'm in a closet getting nervous because they like asked me to write this like original rap and all that. And then a couple seconds before I'm supposed to go out there, like, okay, we're going to surprise you with a cameo just so you know, like do like blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? You're going to like interrupt? I'm like, yeah, just roll the punches. I'm like, okay. And so then I get out there and I'm actually performing. And then Lil John comes onto the stage, interrupts me, starts doing backup vocals for me. And then we like finish the song together. So now then I realize like, oh, that's why they had to give me. Because once they got Lil John booked, they got to bring out the California science rapid future. <laughs> hey, man, that's a great story, dude. And you've also had some really important people in science in some of your videos. I saw Bill Nye in a video, the Nope Yep. How did that come about? Man, yeah. I, uh, 
you know, a lot of these, uh, these video experiments, I've been trying to try to figure out how do you make it more than just content, right? more than just memorizing the cell cycle? Cause that's not, that's not what motivates me as an educator or what motivates me as a creative, you know, video maker. I'm not trying to make stuff to, to memorize things. I'm trying to get at the like essence of science and, and creativity. And so I, I got really excited about, could I make a song about doing science and asking questions and kind of modeled after the NGSS, which is a big movement in science education to, to move away from, or, or not to move away from, but to integrate in much more of a scientific practice of asking questions, of analyzing data and all that. So I was like, can I write a song about that? At the time, E-40's Choices was really popular in the Bay Area. It had become like the, the anthem for the Warriors, like E-40's a legend out here. I made a song about, and said, everybody's got choices. It was everybody's got questions. And the, the name, the structure of the song has, has yups and nopes. And his video, he basically called in favors from every single person that he knew in the industry. He's got different famous people saying yup and nope throughout. I was like, I wonder if I can pull that off. I could call every single science star that I know in my industry and, and do the same thing. And so I just called in every favor I could. Some friends of mine somehow were, were shooting a documentary about Bill Nye, the science guy. I think it's just called like Science Guy or something like I don't I forget what the title is. Definitely check out the the documentary. But they were on location with him like twenty four hours a day, and so they're like, I was like, hey man, like what do you think? Can you make this happen? And they're like, yeah, we're with him all the time. So they just had like he had no idea what he was doing, but they were like, can you just say yup? And then can you say nope? I got the footage I need. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I, I've been trying to steal that video format with the with the all the little green screens all over the whole thing. I was like, one day, one day I'm going to find yeah, a good man, reason you're to copy make that. that happen. You're on your way, dude. I'll give you your yup or nope cameo, <laughs> whatever you need. <laughs> That's good. Hey, man, you, 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 you touched on something that I really want to dig into because you have a job as a teacher and also a creator. But a lot of times that doesn't mix in education. Well, it does, but it doesn't. So like, and I, I heard you say earlier, you know, you just went to mix your passions, but where did you learn that from? Because there are some teachers who are struggling, uh, dying under the, the compliance role, their compliance to death. And they, they don't see the creativity that you can add to, um, your passion. What initially motivated you to do that? That's a great question. I'm going to, I'm going to answer a different question and then I'll get back to that. My sister has been teaching middle school math in public schools in Sacramento for 25 years. You know, going remote, she was terrified. She was like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a good teacher. I'm a veteran teacher, but this is insane. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to do in, on Zoom and how I'm going to make this work. I'm going to hold up a hold up a whiteboard and like do math for them. And that was her plan. That's how she that's what she did in the spring. So when the fall was coming up, she was like, this is this is terrifying. And it has been so inspiring to, to see. Luckily, she was in a competent district that, that kind of helped train her up. And she felt like, you know, they had a week of, of exposure to these new tools. And she's actually thriving as an educator mm -hmm. because this moment forced her to rethink how she was doing business. And she's had to learn all these new tools. 
And now she's doing all of these really, really creative things. And she's more invigorated and passionate and creative as an educator this year than she has been for the last 15 years. I I would just look at that as an opportunity for this moment, right? For other educators to say like, oh, all these structures just got blown open by by how we're doing business right now. And you have to invent something. And and that that can that can either shut you down or you can rise to the challenge and and the cool thing is that when you rise to the challenge it it can be invigorating and it can be a, a positive feedback loop that keeps you going and so in my case my, i've just always loved i was lucky you know I, I went to a public school that allowed me to do projects in high school i made videos for, you know, three or four different my major projects when I was a junior or senior and I fell in love with it. And me and my friends would go make videos out, you know, for fun outside of school. I was just used to it. Like that was just my experience as as a kid growing up. I also did this program called Odyssey of the Mind. I don't know if that exists other places, but it's one of those programs where you just like, you go be creative with other kids and you have to like solve an engineering problem and then do a little skit. I think honestly that deserves a lot of credit too. And so then, yeah, once, once I got my first chance to actually start teaching, it really felt like a natural instinct for me by that point. And so I think that's what's sad about education for a lot of people is that what what you kind of get worn down by the systems, right? Like you don't have the flexibility, you get shut down. You've got to teach to the test. You got to teach these standards. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to flip that back on you. Like, how do you maintain that vigor and that excitement to innovate despite the the challenges? Well, I, well, I'm glad you asked me that question, sir. I am a lover of creativity. I cannot function without it. So when the four C's came around with critical thinking, collaboration, communication, creativity, that just fell right into my bucket. And I did a rap not too long ago. I posted it on TikTok or whatever, just because somebody challenged me. Some of my old Facebook friends who I grew up with was was looked at it and they was like, man, I remember when you rapped for our final, when we were in biology as a freshman. And I was like, man. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Is that you've been yeah. at it with me, y'all. You know, yeah. like, I forgot all about that. I was like, man, I did do that. I had the leadership that allowed me to be, to be creative and mm-hmm. uh, wh- whoever at what particular time allowed me to explore that. And that's what I took into my classroom. And even as an administrator, that's, that's what I do. Uh, continue. But that's, that's what's so powerful, man, about like both of our stories we had teachers who let us be creative when we were in eighth grade. And so to think about passing that forward and empowering the next generation, like that's a big motivating factor too, is just to realize that 30 years from now, those random experiences that you, that were so hard that you had to put in so much extra work just to give this kid the opportunity to make a (laughs) mediocre rap is like, it really pays off. Yes. To make (laughs) make a a subpar rap on my end, because I I did not get a record deal. So, (laughs) but yeah, man. So uh, are you still doing your, your professional development? Because that's another thing that I stalk you for is when I am in a leadership capacity and they ask me to put on a professional development, I like to think of high quality teachers who are just rocking it out. And, you know, I, I got you to come to one of mine. And, and when I can get you to come back, um, are you still doing your professional development series? 
absolutely, man. It's it's I, I love working with teachers. I love being able to go visit other communities, like form meaningful relationships. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely doing as much as I can working with teachers. It's actually a little easier now that it's remote because I can I can I've gotten pretty good at this remote learning thing. So I can run a legit workshop even over Zoom. And um, so that's been really, really cool. I've also been doing a lot more workshops for scientists because I'm such a science nerd. I've been teaching them how to make videos, how to do, how to improve their storytelling skills. And um, that's, that's been really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it and, and I love meeting teachers and, and, you know, you brought me out to to Texas twice. And that second time around, I I was really dialed into the message about interdisciplinary curriculum and saying like, yeah, you, you're, you think you're a science teacher, but like these are human beings with, with brains that are exploring big questions that need multiple toolboxes to deal with. And so how do you formulate a question that allows you to really dig in with science and dig in with other tools? And, um, just seeing some of those teachers come alive, man, was and, and following up with me and saying like, "Oh, I'm going to do this." So, some pretty provocative stuff, but they they were empowered and they were they were feeling alive, and that that's what you're looking for when you know to, from from teaching. Speaking of that professional development, I was not too popular before that came out, and after it came out, a teacher who had never talked to me ever came out of that professional development, and they looked at me and it was like, you know what? He was pretty good. <laughs> You gotta, yeah, man. I, I'm glad I could get you some love from the skeptical hey, they, veterans they, out there. They ate that up, sir. And so a lot of a lot of people they requested for you to come back. Um, but just thank you for that and just doing a good job. Before I, it's coming to the end of our podcast, what are you currently working on now, and where can we find you at? Oh man, so I've been grinding on this this idea for for years of how to make how to make music videos less passive. Right. Because you're sitting there, you're watching. And like, honestly, from education perspective, being passively watching a video, you don't learn anything. You have to have your brain switched on and, and apply that knowledge. It's really hard to bake that in as the video creator. I think teachers can can make that work because they're giving kids projects, they're giving kids applications, whatever. But I've been trying to figure out how do I make that video watching experience more interactive? And so as, as you saw in my workshop, I've, I do this game called Beastie Rap where people have to finish uh, the rhyme. Kind of like, you you know, you're in a freestyle group and everyone knows what rhyme is coming up and they all say it together. And so I've built a an app around that idea that allows you to, you know, quiz your students, but it's like, like the best quizzes are not about assessing knowledge. They're about teaching knowledge. You walk away having taken that quiz and you're like, oh, I learned something. And so it's kind of that mentality that's fun, super engaging, and it, and it gets like a quick formative assessment tool. And so it's been a journey, man. Like I do not know a lot about this entrepreneurship game, but like I got a grant a couple of years ago. So I got, I've got enough money to be paying an engineer and a designer and a, and some freelance teachers. So if you're a freelance teacher, you want to help me out, hit me up. I got you. But anyway, it's called Rhymewit and uh, we're hoping to launch in, in a, in a couple months. So keep your eyes peeled. We might do a Kickstarter. Uh, we'd love any support out there from the world. 
uh, for now, just you can go to scienceoftom.com and uh, I'll be sending a bunch of emails on my newsletter about it. Yes, sir. And you know, I'm a, I'm a supporter. I can't wait to see it. I think I saw the prototype of what you work and that that's going to be part of my flip grid vision, sir. So that'll be really great to use. Really, really great to use. Uh, what is your Twitter or where, where so if we want to reach out to you, what place is the best place to reach out? Used to be really hard when my name was the Rhymbosome. That's hard to spell. Literally nobody could spell that. So now I'm Science with Tom across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I downloaded TikTok now that Trump shut it down, but I don't know if I'm going to be making a lot of content on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, I tried to do it. I'm I'm still trying. It's just, it's, I don't know. I have to be a better time manager. But hey, you got some yeah. good stuff to put on there. You got some good YouTube videos you can clip up and put on there. Yeah, man. My, I got, I basically got this content factory of my students who are, I, I handed my YouTube channel over to them. So if you want to see student music videos, go to Science with Tom on YouTube and check it out. Well, Tom, man, I appreciate you coming through, man. We've been working a while to get this uh, going. So I appreciate you penciling me in, man. Yeah, man. And I want to congratulate you just on, on keeping that grind, that creative spirit and, and combined with hard work is like, that's the combination. You know what I mean? You, you can't have one without the other. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm, I'm excited uh, to see you, see where everything goes. All right, sir. Thank you very much. With so much content wheezing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired, Flipboard. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the best stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Get started now at Flipboard.com. Flipboard fam. I'd like to give a huge shout out to the homegirl, Janice Spire. She did it again. Got a really nice tutorial on YouTube. How to make a smart magazine using Flipboard. This is great. First of all, what you have to do is you have to open up the Flipboard app and navigate to the top left. After you do that, you select add new from the navigation bar. Then you will pick a topic for your smart magazine and type the topic into the search box. Let's say you're looking for science or maybe you want to find some more information about math. Flipboard will generate a smart magazine so that it'll curate the news for you and you can access it at your fingertip. This is a great tool for teachers. Shout out to Janice Spire. You did a great job. Flipboard fam, thank you for staying on for this episode. I want to give a special shout out to my homeboy, Tom McFadden. Hey, Tom, thank you for coming on. I want to give another special shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom. Hey, you guys are just the wind beneath my wings. I got to give it to you. I also want to give a special shout out to my homeboy, Dr. Michael Milstead and my good friend, the incomparable Stacy Boudry working very hard with the districts. They'll be on soon. Our next episode will feature Alyssa Frazier, and we'll talk about incorporating multiculturalism into technology. Thank you for listening. Flipboard fam.